The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by the Quip Electric Toothbrush, known as the iPhone of toothbrushes. Engineered by industrial designers, Quip is sleek and simple. Time Magazine named Quip one of their best inventions of the year. GQ declared it one of the best grooming products on the market, and Oprah put it on her prestigious O-list. Join millions of brushers who use Quip to make their mouths happy and healthy. Get your first refill free at getquip.com listen. That's getquip.com listen. For the Athletic Podcast Network, I'm Kate Scott. This is The Update. On today's show, the Raiders' quarterback position remains one of the most discussed spots of the NFL offseason. Will the incumbent, Derek Carr, be the team's starting quarterback when they begin their 2020 campaign in Las Vegas? Or is Mark Davis planning to make a change before the Silver and Black officially kick off their residency in Sin City? We discuss along with those rumors that Bay Area native Tom Brady would be the one to take over for Carr in a conversation with longtime Raiders beat reporter Vic Tafer. It's Wednesday, February 12th. Well, Vic, a lot has happened in the past month concerning Derek Carr and his future with the Raiders. So for folks who are just catching up, let's start with your conversation that you had about Derek with Raiders GM Mike Mayock. What did Mike say? Well, pretty much, you didn't really give him, you know, the um, blanket sense of security that everybody wanted to hear. Like, just, like, he's our guy going forward. You know, we love Derek Carr. John demands a lot from his quarterbacks. People don't understand how much. Just from a verbiage standpoint, all the way to control pre-snap at the line of scrimmage. You know, Derek handled everything John threw at him mentally. I thought he progressed at a rapid rate in year two in John's system. John Gruden was the same way back a month ago. I didn't really give him the, uh, I guess, the endorsement everyone wants to hear. I mean, Derek wants to think he's the quarterback next year. But they're going to kind of play a coy a little bit, and they're going to wait and see what they can find in terms of the options for free agency, see who's out there in the draft. And really it makes no sense for them to say, if you don't really believe he's your guy, you shouldn't fake it because you would hurt yourself as far as other draft possibilities. Teams may think you want to move up or draft a quarterback. It affects you know, what you can do as far as trading in the draft. So there's no real reason to say, you love Derek Carr if you're not totally, you know, in love with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Did he say anything positive about Carr? You're two under Gruden. He did. He said he, he definitely improved. I, I agree. I think you look at the, his two seasons under John Gruden. Definitely, there was some improvement as far as making plays. You know, on the move, kind of getting out and scrambling a little bit and making plays. You know, on, on the run. I think his uh, completion percentage was up. His uh, yards were up. I just think he. Um, had a pretty good year considering that they had a lot of hits at receiver. Antonio Brown Circus came in left and burned everything in its wake. They had some injuries at receiver. So definitely wasn't a lot as far as receivers go, which I know is an excuse, but I think it's a valid one when you evaluate Derek Carr. So I think there were some strides made last year. Is he there where you know he wants to be and, and John Gruden wants him to be and the fans want him to be? Not yet, but um, I think we'll wait and see what, what happens. Okay, so that was kind of where the rumors started to percolate a little bit after Mayock was not exactly, as you said, saying that Derek's going to be the guy next year in Vegas. And after that conversation, Bay Area native Tom Brady suddenly became a part of the conversation. How did the Tom to Vegas rumors begin? I think it really started with that photo. There was a photo at the uh, Conor McGregor fight, the UFC fight in Las Vegas, and you saw Mark Davis, he's, he's now in, in Vegas pretty much full-time, and Tom Brady was there for the fight. They were talking, you know, ringside, big smiles on their faces, and there's no caption needed, just kind of like hear these two guys, you know, talking about, it could be whatever, who cares, mm-hmm. but as far as the media goes and you know, the viral social media. I thought you guys were going to ask me, hey, 
Tom Brady was here. Davis was here. I saw them talking. What's going on? Are you guys Las Vegans or what? Come on, man. If that dude isn't playing for Boston, he's playing here. All right? So, I don't know. Obviously, you're talking about you know coming to Vegas and playing for the Raiders. You know, it's pretty obvious based on that one picture. So that, that kind of that's where it took off. I think there were some rumors. And then uh, Super Bowl Sunday, ESPN had a report that the Raiders were poised to make a move for Tom Brady if and when he became a free agent. Which to me doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that's just I mean everything in that report to me benefits Tom Brady and the leverage he would have to get more money from what even the mm-hmm. Patriots if he goes back. So I know the Raiders have no, have no reason to put that out there that we want Tom Brady if he's available. So that's where it all kind of came more to a, you know, to a roaring fire after that report also. Yeah, and then last Wednesday, what happened in regards to Derek Carr's contract? Oh, he got a little bit guaranteed. He got 2.9, I believe, guaranteed. So he's got another 16 left that has to be guaranteed. So I think, you know, it sounds ridiculous because, you know, people look at the NFL and it's kind of play money. Like 2.9 million to you and me, like, wow, that's a big commitment. But really it's not. It's just like it's pocket change. It's, it's really sad to say that. But it's really like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. Here's your 2.9. We'll figure out what, you know, what we're going to do later on. So... I guess it's a good sign that they, they paid it to him, so he's definitely still in their plans as of right now. But I guess it's not a huge deal. I just think it's a procedural thing where it was a date. If you know, if he wasn't hurt, this money became guaranteed at that certain date. So it's a small thing. Okay. You've covered this organization for a long time, Vic, before we move on. Do you think that they're serious about Brady? And if they are and he actually decides to leave New England, which I don't know if any of us know yet, would the silver and black be a good fit? I think you can't totally dismiss the reports because, you know, John Gruden loves those kind of guys. He loves the veteran guys. He loves the guys who've won. I and mean, Brady's got six rings. I think so. I don't know if it's a fit as far as you know, the coaching and the playbook. You have to redo the whole offense. I'm not sure you'd want to do that for a guy who'll be here one year, two years max. He's 43 years old in August, so definitely not a long-term fit. So I don't think it's uh, practical, but then again, a lot of things that John Gruden does aren't really <laughs> practical, so yeah. I-, I won't dismiss it, but I, d- I do think it's kind of a long shot. Plus, we haven't talked about, I think there's been some slippage also in Brady's play the last couple of years. You're not getting the guy who was, you know, five years ago the best player in the league, and I don't think yeah. you are anymore, so that's also a consideration. So I, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm not going to say it's never going to happen, but I'm definitely a little skeptical of, of the possibilities. What else is fueling the speculation that's going on right now? Is it this year's quarterback class? Is it some other free agents? You mentioned that a little bit earlier. Yeah, this is a weird class. I mean, Philip Rivers became eligible for free agent pretty much. It was kind of a, everyone knew it was going to happen, but the Chargers announced they're moving on. So that's another name. There's some guys out there who have been, you know, well-accomplished starters in the past, but fans can argue if he's a better option than Derek Carr is. I don't think he is, but there are some big names in, in the free agent market. Teddy Bridgewater is a guy also, I'm sure, will be out there. Just um, some guys who people can debate if Derek Carr is better than those guys right now. So there are some options if they do want to go away from Derek Carr. I guess the question is, are they better options? And then you mentioned the draft. I think the draft, there's some guys, definitely probably three or four guys will go in the first round. The problem there, I see for the Raiders, is that John Gruden's never been a guy who's going to plug in a rookie quarterback and play him, if you look at his mm-hmm. history. So I don't think Derek Carr would be a great mentoring kind of quarterback. Like they ever mentioned Alex Smith and, and Patrick Mahomes, to me, that was a unique deal where Alex was a lot older and clearly saw the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. where Derek is not there yet. I think Derek definitely sees himself as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm not sure he'd be a guy you'd want to really like accept it. And he's not going to thrive in that role as a guy who's going to you know, mentor a guy for one year and then say goodbye and, and blow kisses.
How do you think this affects Derek? Because that's what I've been thinking about. I know it's natural for athletes to have that, you know, I'm going to prove the doubters, I'm going to prove the haters wrong kind of mindset. But after a while, after you seem to fall into this every offseason about is he the guy, should we get somewhere else, I also know that athletes can shift to, well, if you guys don't appreciate my talent, I'm going to go play somewhere else. Where do you think he is kind of on that scale right now? I think it is tough. I think last year was tough for him because a lot of speculation last year with the draft class, you know, and Murray was a guy they were rumored about and and Haskins. So I think he kind of last year accepted it as far as like, you know what, it's the draft. We're going to say certain things and create an image of what we're doing and people won't know where we're at. This year I think it's a little harder. I think if you look at some of the statements when the season ended, like clearly when they, the day after the year was over, they picked up their locker rooms and moved out of locker rooms. And they clearly said, you know, with conviction, I talked to the coaches today. We're all good. I'm definitely, you know, going to be the guy in Vegas next year. We'll see when that time comes. (laughs) They're probably sick of us talking about it just like I am. I had some good meetings with my coaches and I'm looking forward to Las Vegas. And to me, I think he was kind of leading in, hoping that John Gruden would echo those statements an hour later. We had John Gruden for the season-ending mm-hmm. press conference, and John did not. John did not say that. Did not. He left it wide open. I'm not going to get into all the next year scenarios. I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, 7-9 and nine is a step forward. You know, we took a step forward. You know, statistically, I think we took a step forward. We got to get a lot of guys healthy, and we got a lot of things to look at and evaluate before we start making any assumptions. I think that must have been hard on Derek. I think he looks at all these rumors and kind of eats at him a little bit. So for him, I think it's just a, he wants a fresh start. I think Vegas for him is a fresh start. He got booed in the last game in Oakland last year. It was a rough day for him. He takes a lot of the, you know, these losses personally, and the fans kind of put a lot of it on him, this losing the last you know, couple of years. So he wants a fresh start in Vegas. I think he feels like he's close to getting to that point. But he's not really there yet. He can't really enjoy that next, you know, pending moment until he gets the assertion that he will be the guy, which I think will be probably a couple of months away if they don't do anything in free agency or, or the draft. Yeah. How do you see this playing out over the next few months? I think I wrote last week, I think it's a 65%. I think he's the guy next year. I've talked to some people since that article came out. I might go up to 75% now. I just think there's not a clear-cut better option for next season. I don't think the free agents in the market make a lot of sense. Uh, Brady, I mentioned why, and Rivers, I think, is not any good anymore. So I think right now I'd take Derek Carr over Rivers today. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I mentioned him. I think he has an injury history, which should really scare you if you're going to give him a lot of money. That would mm-hmm. be my issue there. So his contract is actually pretty decent now. It's definitely, it definitely was a top-paid guy a few years back, but now he's kind of down in the middle of the pack. So it's not a bad number. I think um, you can kind of build off what he did last year. So... I don't think a clear-cut better option is going to emerge. So I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, fairly strongly that he'll be the guy in Vegas next season. Is there anything else you're keeping an eye and an ear on right now that Raider fans should be paying attention to, too, Vic? Uh, well, we got the Combine in a couple of weeks in Indianapolis. This is my favorite media event of the year. Pretty is much it? Ago. It is. It's kind of a – people don't believe me, but it's a cool scene. Indianapolis is not really the um, the party capital of the world. But <laughs> for those four days, it's kind of cool because the scouts – are doing all the gritty work as far as, you know, the college players and the workouts. Mm-hmm. And the coaches and GMs are kind of laid back. They're out, you know, drinking at night and kind of approach them a different way than you can during the season. A lot of rumors get spread that way. And a lot of just chatter back and forth. I think it's uh, agents are kind of loose and goosey, loosey-goosey that time. So it's a good time to talk and just kind of uh, get a feel out what's going on as far as things around the league. I think there will be some rumors when the combine uh, comes around about Derek Carr and some trade interest. I think other teams will probably inquire with the Raiders, hey, just in case you guys do move on, what's going to be the price tag for Derek Carr? I think that will be a big part of the combine experience as well. So I think that will be kind of cool. 
I enjoy talking to the college players. You're going to get a sense of of which guys clearly um, believe that they're going to you know, erupt in the, in the next level. Like A.J. Brown last year was a guy I kind of fell in love with at the combine, just his personality and just um, besides his tape, just a great prospect. So those kind of guys you kind of find out on early on pretty quick there. And then after that, you got free agency next month. I think the ideal scenario for the Raiders would be that somehow the Chiefs don't pay Chris Jones. You know, Chris Jones had a dominant game. The Super Bowl, I think, you know, I don't know if you can franchise tag him or if you, you know, because you got to pay Mahomes at some point. So I think that's kind of a, a looming question they have is how much they can pay both those guys. So if there's any window at all where they don't sign Chris Jones, I know the Raiders will go after him, you know, hard and heavy. So I think that'll be a key guy to watch as we get closer to free agency. Awesome stuff, Vic. You'd be willing to check back in in March after the combine free agency gets underway? Whatever you want me, Kate. I'm wide open. I'm here for you. All right. Fantastic, Vic. Thanks for stopping by. Well, after our conversation, uh, we did a little digging on the Chris Jones situation in Kansas City. As I'm sure a lot of you know, the 25-year-old defensive tackles earned a Pro Bowl nod and that Super Bowl ring, thanks to the win over the Niners since the Chiefs took him in the second round back in 2016. He loves being there. They love him. But after he exceeded the expectations of his rookie deal, Jones, well, he's going to want to get paid. Kansas City wants to sign him to a long-term deal. In fact, they actually tried to do that before training camp last year, but talks went nowhere. If they go nowhere again, as Vic mentioned, KC could use the franchise tag on him, which right now would cost him around $16 bucks for the upcoming season. But that's the catch. Right now, Kansas City has just $16.2 million in projected salary cap space. So do they cut Sammy Watkins and Eric Fisher, hurt their offense a little, clear up room for Jones? Do they tag him and then trade him like they did when they sent linebacker D4 to the 49ers for a second-round pick last year? There's a ton of options, and this is where it can get very confusing, so I will stop. Uh, The main thing we should all keep our eyes on is this. The window to tag a player is from February 25th through March 10th. So we'll all pay attention during those few weeks, and then, as Vic agreed, we'll reconvene in mid-March. That work for you guys? Deal? Okay, great. Deal. Coming up in the next few weeks here on The Update. She's been called a trailblazer. An inspiration, a bulldog. But before she was any of those things, she was simply Katie. A conversation with the mother of 49ers offensive assistant Katie Sowers on her childhood, her crazy journey to Santa Clara, and who her Kansas City-based family was cheering for a couple of Sundays ago. A's pitchers and catchers are holding their first workout in the desert today. So we're checking in with one half of the Seamheads to get all the info on the green and gold as they begin another sunshine-filled spring in Mesa. And on our next show, Giants pitchers and catchers reported to Scottsdale on Tuesday. So we're spending Valentine's Day breaking down the guys sure to steal your orange and black hearts this season. Wilmer Flores, Drew Smiley, Billy Hamilton, and uh, some guy named Hunter Pence. Yeah, we'll get into all of them and talk Bonds and Dusty, too, with Giants beat writer Grant Brisby. All right, that's your update for today. Thanks to the Raiders for the sound. If you're enjoying the podcast, as always, we'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe, as it really does matter to us here at the Athletic Podcast Network. From all of us here at The Update, I'm Kate Scott. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you again on Friday.